This is FinTech Unplugged with Suresh Bajani and me, Robert Cornish. Series 4. Hey, we're back. See if people can guess where we are. There's a word on the wall that says amazing. And, and the first word is attend to every detail. Where, where would a well, chart like that be on the wall? Well, I've been told that we're actually at a Challenger Bank's office. A Challenger Bank. But a Challenger Bank on this scale, I haven't really seen. No. And the G is game change. This is a revolution. That's, that's a bit scary when you've got that on the wall of a bank. Hang this on, is can a you revolution. Hear something? Can, can you, listen, can you hear something? I can hear... Listen. Okay, I think there's a clue there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, biscuits. You, you thought they were cheese biscuits, didn't you? <laughs> the reason, there's a reason they're shaped like dog bones. <laughs> I wouldn't eat another one. We are here, here. at Metro Bank. Metro Bank. Of course. And we're very privileged to have a very special guest with us. Fully clothed today. It's a rare occasion. It is, it is. It's raining outside. It is, and we have the naked banker next to us. Well, for data protection purposes, for GDPR, <laughs> do, you, do you want to disclose who you are? I am Paul Riseborough, and I'm the Chief Commercial Officer at Metro Bank. Brilliant. Brilliant. Wow. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> and thank you for letting us into your amazing You're very welcome. Office. Very welcome. How many staff do you have at this office, and how long have you been here? Been here since January. This office probably 600 or so, but Metro now nearly 4,000 colleagues across, wow. all, across all of our state, uh, all of our uh, our stores as we call them. So yeah, growing really quickly. I can't imagine many people have not heard of Metro, but for just the, the for the for the background for people that may not have heard of Metro Bank, could you tell us in a nutshell your history and what differentiates you from the traditional players in the market? So we started in 2010. Um, we believe in uh, physical banking as well as digital banking. So that's the big thing about us. Seven days a week, early and late. Um, we serve every different type of customer, commercial, retail, private banking, intermediary. So full service challenger bank. Um, and our big USP is service. A lot of people say service, uh, but we really mean it. We have loads of things that make it really convenient to be a Metro Bank customer. We print your debit cards on the spot. We print your credit cards on the spot. We'll print your checkbook on the spot. We do safe deposit boxes. Did you say we do, checkbook? Yeah, we'll print you a People checkbook. People still use checks. Of course they do. Of course they do. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but we will print you one if you want one. Okay. Um, I guess people coin still counting. Want you know, we're generally a really kind of friendly, easy to easy to, to deal with bank. Uh, nearly one and a half million customers now. So uh, yeah, wow. since 2010. So and predominantly London. Uh, footprint is predominantly the southeast, yeah. So we're probably all the way up to sort of um, Milton Keynes and all the way down to Brighton. Wow. Uh, opening soon in Bristol, uh, Cardiff, Birmingham. So we're working our way up the country. Amazing. Yeah. So it is a challenger bank, but it's been there a while. It's not It's not one of the new yeah. challengers. It's, it's just it's turned quite eight years old. Yeah. yeah. Eight? Wow. And how yeah. many branches do you have now? 57, I think. Wow, that is rapid yeah. growth. Stores, not branches. Of course. You get, get fined here if you, if you say the word branch. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. and has every single one got a dog bowl and biscuits for sale? Every single one has a, a dog bowl. Yeah. And I've got a question about that because I'm just. I mean, do you have a whole team of people that says, okay, we've we've run out of stock for dog biscuits, so we need to get more dog biscuits. We've run out of dog food. We need to. Is there a whole? Yeah, of the three and a half thousand, at least two thousand are working on our dog proposition. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, we, we, we look, yeah, dogs. The whole idea behind dogs was that actually, if you if if we treat your dog right, you know, that is a good signal about how we're going to treat you as a customer. If you want to bring your bike in, bring your bike in. If you want to bring your dog in, bring your dog in. We've had all sorts in cats, horses, horses. Uh, we've had a horse in. 
Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah. That's it's unique. all about it's all about being convenient and not being too stuck up. You know, the big banks are all about you know you can't do this. You've got to queue there, queue behind that barrier. There's a big bit of plastic between you and the counter staff. You know, you can never do things that you want to do. And it was just it's a it's a signalling that says, hey, you know, people have dogs, bring them in. In in your your fantastic book, you you, you did talk about the rip off big banks. Do you, do you think that's changed? Have, have they been copied since so, you've some, been around? Some of them are starting to copy it. So there's a big uh, new Halifax uh, uh, store at uh, Piccadilly where they've they've effectively re- replicated a Metro Bank no. store. You should go in. It's pretty. It's Is pretty it a incredible. big H? Safe deposit. <laughs> safe deposit. Safe deposit box. Safe yeah, yeah, well. exactly right. So they, you know we were having a powerful competitive impact on the others, and they're, they're starting to do it. Why do they? Why do I think they rip customers off? Well. They've got a lot of uh, branches in the wrong place. They're never open, and therefore they're very expensive, not very productive. And to pay for that kind of branch estate, they then have to have very, very profitable products. So they then they then get into areas that you know maybe are not particularly customer focused. I think a lot of the time, whereas Arsenal's a bit different. They're open longer. We get you know thirty percent of our business accounts are opened um, Saturdays and Sundays. Wow. You know. Uh, so uh, don't let anybody tell you that you know that, that opening on the weekends is silly because that's when people are free. I mean, if you think about your own life, yeah. it's probably when you think about you know your, your week and your finances, etc. So that you know the big banks, I do think they rip uh, customers off because they've got these big cost bases that you know in order to make their target returns, they have to make the products work a lot harder. We're pretty simple. You know, we have one current account, we have one credit card, we have one loan. It's about keeping it you know simple for customers, which uh, is which is important. I mean, yeah. I, I guess that. In this day and age, however complex we get with our iPhones and our ability to go online and do stuff, at the end of the day, we want a simple solution. We don't want to have 25 bank accounts so that we can move currencies. And I mean, yes, you've got the ability to do these things, but in reality, how many people actually need most of that stuff? And, and, and related to that, I've got a question. Based on your customers, are they using Metro Bank as their main account? Are they opening it as an additional account? And I guess the real test is, you know, do you know how many of them are actually getting their salaries paid into their account? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. I mean, I think without dodging the question, I'll answer the question in a minute. I think this idea of a kind of primary main bank account is is in in a way a bit dated now. People are multi-banked as never before. Most people have a couple of current accounts, if not two or three. You know, you have one joint account and maybe you have... You know, one where you can, you don't your partner doesn't get to see it, and then you have your own account. And you're just like, there's loads of, there's loads of kind of accounts that people have now. So this concept of the main bank primary main bank account is probably disappearing a bit. But yeah, we uh, we have really strong primary bank account acquisition, uh, and I think that's because we tend to you tend to see that those uh, banks that have a physical presence do really well in primary bank accounts because digital banks um, they get a lot of people that are trialists like it, open it, it's quick, it's nice, it's cool. Um, but actually, there's nowhere to go if anything goes wrong. There's nowhere to go if I want a mortgage. There's nowhere to go if I want a slightly you know, deeper relationship with the bank. And therefore, you tend to find that primary bank accounts are very correlated with somewhere that's got bricks and mortar stores as well. So customers still like to... Yeah, there's a trust there's a, Yeah, there's a trust factor there. Yeah, Even if they conduct most of their lives digitally. Um, you know, the ability to, to know there's someone on the end of the phone or indeed somewhere I can walk in really matters still. So we, we're asking all of our questions. Of course. But we haven't asked we haven't any gone questions. Into the bin of, the con- bin of confusion. So okay, I think you should go. Reach- I'll go into the bin of confusion. Okay, you go first. Okay, okay it's, it's, it's quite a lot in there. Okay, here's a question. If millennials are all about apps and convenience, surely they can't be your target market. Who are actually, you know, who is actually a Metro customer? 
Uh, well, actually, we look like London. I mean, this is a boring answer, but it's a true answer. We look like London. You know, we're probably slightly, uh, you know, slightly younger than maybe the, the entirety of the, of, the, of the country on average. Uh, very international. Um, you know, people that um, transact and work uh, long hours, so they, they, they benefit from coming in after hours because they're, they're busy people. Um, families, because we have a very strong um, proposition for, for kids and families. Um, so, you know, we've got a lot of, uh, a lot of young families as, as well. We look like, like young, uh, London. And actually, we have loads of millennials uh, because we have we have millennials coming in going, you know what? I want to take my first mortgage. I don't really know what I'm doing. Can you give me some advice around mortgages? Or actually, you know, incredibly, I don't, I'm not really too sure how a credit card works. Actually, I'd like to sit down and understand and make sure I don't get in loads of debt or I want an overdraft. Um, millennials, you know, there's lots of research coming out. And there's some, some reports by some big consultancies recently where millennials are some of the um, major users uh, of branch banking, um, which is not to say that they don't all have uh, you know, a digital uh, a digital account with one of the one of the digital banks as well. Uh, but when push comes to shove, and it's about those big life decisions, um, as I said before, they like that kind of bricks and mortar back backstop. It's very interesting you mentioned about millennials coming in and talking about credit cards because we had our man on the street. Do you remember a couple of episodes ago? Yeah, and he said we were testing the proposition of, of, of do people really like prepay or do they think it's a sort of lesser card? And the millennials were on there saying. They think the credit card is the poison out there, and the prepay card is where they can actually manage their money better. Yeah. And it's 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 quite interesting that they they there's a perception now of credit being a bad thing from millennials. Yeah, and I think millennials are you know they're going through generationally they're incredibly under pressure compared to previous generations, and actually managing and control of their money is a massive thing for them because they're often carrying a lot of uh, a lot of debt, and that reassurance that they get from a face to face conversation actually you know matters more than you matters more than you would think. So so one of the the these, the, the trends we always see is, is about. Customers want instant gratification. And one of the things Metro Bank's been really good at is going there and, as you say, giving someone a debit card on the spot, a checkbook if they want to use it to light a fire, uh, and all of these things, right? Now, the, the new challenger banks, the ones that are doing digital offerings, what they say is you can open a bank account on the app within a few minutes. So if we were comparing that, if, if someone came into your branch, how long would it take them to really open an account with you and actually walk away with a you know a printed debit card, credit card perhaps, um, checkbook. How long would it take? What would you say? A personal customer, around about 90% of our customers are out within 15 minutes or so uh, with a debit card. So that's pretty impressive. Um, with the card, card, yeah. card in their yeah, hand as yeah. well. The actual account opening is, you know, a few minutes. Right. Um, and uh, it's worth saying as well, you know, the, one of the great things about Metro is our digital offering, you know, you can open it online just as quickly, um, but obviously the card has to come in the post, which takes a bit takes a bit longer. Yeah. And what, what about businesses? Can they open accounts with you quickly? More yeah. Quickly so, than the so one places. of the big surprises since I joined, so I've been here um, nearly seven years. So you know, we're only we're only eight years old, so nearly from the start is. Um, I've been completely blown away about how popular we are with SMEs. You know, I'm, I'm not just saying this because I work for, for Metro Bank. The ability to get the account open, the ability to come in and actually there's somebody there. I don't need to make an appointment. Um, and you know, my, I get my card and I can walk out my merchant services terminal uh, oh, at the wow. same time. So I walk out trading. Um, has just meant that we, you know, we have so many SMEs coming to us. You know, in our in our um, footprint area, our, our market share of new accounts can be anywhere up to 18 percent, um, which for a bank of our size is incredible. And that's because you, know, you talk to these people, they go, well, you know, nobody else could see me for five weeks, or you know, it took five weeks or eight weeks, etc. So. This isn't an advert for Metro, but I think that ability to be open and to be actually able to do things and meet people just means that by osmosis, we're, you know, we're winning for SMEs. 
It's impressive. I haven't delved in. I haven't done into the bin of confusion. Let me let me have a shuffle around here. Um, let's read it. So Metro launched its ID verification by selfie in January this year. What other innovations are coming down the line from Metro? Yeah, we did. So our, it's our current account online application in uh, launched in January. So we uh, we yeah we take your selfie um, using a partner called Gmeo, uh, and uh, yeah that allows us to do your ID and be all that kind of good stuff online. So do you know what Gmeo stands for? Uh, no, I'm alarmed about what you're about to say. But just, just use my ID online. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. That's less offensive um, than I thought it was going to be. No, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very interesting where they came from. But um, interestingly, I, I noticed uh, if, if Suresh was around, the amount of selfies he's got, he's probably opened 500 accounts <laughs> and <didn't> realised it. <laughs> where are all these Metro accounts coming from? <laughs> yeah, so we found it really successful. People love it. Opens the accounts really quickly. has uh, been a good thing. And actually, you know, it's a, the thing about technology is actually to maintain your leadership in technology, if you're a digital-only bank, you've got to be, you know, head and shoulders better than anybody else uh, if that's your USP. And I think, you know, our uh, our current account application online uh, launch in January shows that actually, you know, this kind of technology is available to all banks. Uh, and actually what you have to have as a brand is is, 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 is more than just technology in order to get people to, uh, to, to switch to you. We've got some exciting stuff coming down the line. So, Later this year, we will launch our um, AI-backed uh, um, personal financial management um, what, what, uh, tool what, called Insights. What is AI? Can you explain? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but this is the million-dollar uh, kind of question, isn't it? I mean, you know, effectively, uh, this particular tool that we're launching, Insights, will learn how you use your account. Uh, we'll, we'll trawl the data to, to provide contextually relevant nudges and prompts uh, to start to allow you to optimize how you use your finances. It might say something like, you subscribed to a magazine last year. It's coming up for renewal. Before they take the money, are you sure you absolutely want to subscribe for that for a second year? Or did you know that you normally have £200 over at the end of the month? You could sweep that into an instant access account if you want to earn a bit more interest. It's not about selling things. It's about being helpful. It gets more accurate over time as it learns how you use your account. So we're looking forward to launching that. And, and is that on card behavior or is that on bank account behavior? Like, is It, it utilizes cards? It utilizes both. Right. Um, the, the data um, from both of those to, to kind of give you, you know, really kind of helpful tips. We've been kind of using it in, uh, in Alpha and Beta. It's been really, you know, quite quite amazing what it can kind of turn up and give you uh, insights into how you use your how you use your account. So we're looking forward to getting that, uh, you know, letting that loose on the on the pop- on the population of Metro uh, Metro customers. It should should be great. Great. So, so I've got a question for you actually. Where and correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I understand, when Metro first launched. The, the unique offering was kind of the hours and, and, you know, openness and all of these things where you've got someone like, like, for example, Atom Bank that have, have launched in the market. And what they did was they kind of offered, you know, better mortgage rates or better saving rates than anyone else. And it, it was a way of them kind of cornering the market, cornering the market's the wrong term, but kind of them saying they've arrived in the, in the market space. From what, what I'm aware of, you, you didn't really go with price slashing, price slashing or no, I mean, yeah. the fundamental insight about Metro, which I think is really interesting, which is that if you believe in service uh, and you get it right, then people talk about you. Um, so we do no advertising, uh, really. Um, you know, we have a few uh, plasmas in store that tell people about, you know, the hours are open and things like that. But we don't we do not do uh, what they call above the line advertising or below the line advertising. It's all been word of mouth. Uh, it's about sort of 80, 90 percent brand recognition in London and, you know, increasingly um, uh, up and down the country. You know, that that's rising uh, as well. So we haven't used price. And I think that's important because pricing, you tend to find the brands that use very high pr- pricing are the ones that are very sharp about reducing it. And all you do over time is just disappoint and piss off customers. Am I allowed to say piss off? Surely I, that's eligible I, on, I, on podcast work. Well. 
We'll see. We've had we'll, worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, because actually, you know, th- those rates aren't sustainable a lot of the time. So they're, they're cutting them very quickly. Customers are having to monitor their accounts a lot to make sure that they're not being you know, taken advantage of. We like steady, fair pricing. Uh, pricing stability is important to us over time. Um, we think that builds a better trust. But fundamentally, you know, we invest, we overinvest in our proposition to make sure that you feel like you're looked after. So no, no time soon, I'm going to go into the cinema and see a little white dog running through fields like the horse. So, okay. <laughs> it would be a wonderful the contrast. White dog. It would be a wonderful <laughs> contrast. And then landing in a giant dog bowl of biscuits. Maybe that could be, you, you, have you got rid of your card logo? You know, there was the mascot. You had the mascot of the... Metro Man. Yeah, is he yeah, still... he's up there, look. Is there? Yeah. Oh yeah. my God, yeah. Metro Man is yeah, with still the, with the, with the hat front thing. and centre. The, ah, the yes. capital M. But the, the little white dog is quite cute as well, though. The, Duffy. He, he, Duffy. Yeah, so Duffield. Yeah. You could have the same music for, like, the Lloyds Bank, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dog. It'd be, uh, I think it'd be quite, quite uh, a contrast. Anyway, we di- we're diverting from, from the, the tough questions. So. <laughs> um, so just tell me, what's, what's Duffy's favourite food? <laughs> <laughs> That is a tough question. As, uh, I've seen him eat all manner of things, but yeah, I think chicken would probably chicken. be right out there. Yeah. Chicken. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we, we, we check, check that with Vernon later. <laughs> is that an exclusive? Is that the first time you've discussed that's, that? That's uh, a, you've got an exclusive. We've got an exclusive podcast. on our yeah. podcast. Yeah. 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 And uh, we double check that with Vernon. All right, I've got, I'm going to put out a question. Okay, go I'm for it. Question. Oh, this one's interesting. It's about expenses and revenue. It must be expensive to have branches um, with so many people. How can Metro meet these costs and still be profitable? And I guess this is the argument where a lot of the new digital banks say, bricks and mortar, you can't make any money, it's an expensive overhead, it's not required, branches are closing down everywhere, over to you. Yeah, no, <laughs> we hear this argument a lot, as you, as you can imagine. I think the point is they're expensive if they're, not, if they're not productive, they're expensive if you have too many of them and they're in the wrong place and they're not open, for example. Um, but around about 80% of our rent costs is covered by safe deposit boxes. What? Yeah. Safe deposit boxes cover your rent. Yeah, pretty much. So, so it's about offering things uh, that maybe you know uh, average and traditional banks have never done before, and being creative around what you use the stores for. So, for example, we have networking events, we have charity events uh, after hours. It's making them a community hub, and because they're open longer, uh, as I said to you before, we open lots of accounts at weekends and in the evenings. That that store generates more business for Metro. Um, and actually, they're very big as well, you'll have noticed. So actually, we need fewer of them to cover a bigger footprint area. I have noticed they all seem to have that double height atrium double height, you go yeah. is, is that standard? Standard, or, yeah, absolutely. I've seen? No, absolutely. Mm. It's, a, it's a really important uh, bit for us. So we think we can do the whole of the country in, I don't know, 200, 250 stores. Wow. That compares to thousands for the big banks. Uh, and that means they have a completely different uh, cost profile to us. So is it possible to be uh, profitable and have stores? Yes, if they're good stores. Maybe it's time for us to hear from the man on the street. Uh, let's ask Jeff, our roving reporter, what, uh, what people remember about their last bank branch experience and uh, what might make them switch. The man on the street. It could be a woman. I'm um, Malcolm. Malcolm, do you, uh, do you bank with a high street, major high street bank? But yes. Okay, do they have branches? They do, yes. And when was the last time you went in? About four years ago. Four years. So yeah. would you say the high street branch doesn't mean an awful lot to you in your banking relationship? Um, it doesn't really mean anything to me in my, my relationship. Have you looked at the other some of these other banks that don't have branches that do everything online? Um, I, I have looked at them. Equally, I, I, I'm kind of the same as most people in this country, but there's a lethargy in, in the idea of moving. Right. Um, secondly, I've been with them for about 20 years, mm. 
and the customer service is great. Mm -hmm. uh, their call centers are based in the UK. I've never had any problem with them. They're there whenever I need them. Their online application is works well. Their app is, is pretty good. So as, as much as I like the idea of a new challenger bank, there isn't enough incentive for me to want to, to move. My bank hasn't cocked up enough to want that to happen. Well, I was about to say, what, what, do they, what would they need to do to, to really um, piss you off? Their, their, their systems would need to go down. They need to do a TSB basically on me, and right. and I, but it's all working okay at the moment. So okay. there, there's been no driver for me to change. Right now, having said that, I have set up a, uh, an account with one of the new challenger banks just to test it out and see what's happening, and just just start to build that there. But do you want me to tell me which one? Um, Monzo. And how was how's the experience so far? Uh, Fantastic, but when you put a tenor in, it doesn't really make a lot of difference, does it? Okay. <laughs> Hi, my name's Lucy. Lucy, so when was the last time you went into a bank branch? It was about a couple of weeks ago. And what did you go in? I had put my bank card into the ATM inside of the bank, and the ATM had actually swallowed my card. So I then left the bank realized I didn't have my payment card, ran back, very worried, um, spoke to one representative who then put me to someone else further at the reception desk. That person then asked another person to go and find the card and it was quite frustrating because it didn't feel like it was a priority to them. Right. And do you mind me asking what bank that was? Barclays. Right. And how long have you been with Barclays? Um, about 15 years. Are you thinking about changing your bank? I'm actually currently in the process of um, signing up with the more modernised bank um, where I'm considering to put my full salary. Um, I had a bit of a, an issue with the onboarding process on my phone and because I closed the app and not finished the clarification, somebody emailed me in the evening, which is actually quite an effective time for me to start discussing how to deal with this because it's out of the working hours so I've got a bit more time to look into it and I think if it wasn't for that person emailing me in the evening then I might not have actually completed the sign up which I did. Yeah my name is Marlon. Do you have a bank account Marlon? Yeah I, I bank with Lloyds innit? And how long have you had that account Marlon? About eight years. Do you like them? Yeah they're alright. As long as I can put my money in there it's all good innit? Oh. Do you, would you not think about using a newer bank? Do you know what? I've got to be honest with you, though, right? On the real, though, they're kind of slow in how they do things on a day-to-day -day and all that. Like, they're, they're kind of slow still. Do, do you feel as though they, they understand you as a, as a customer? Not really, because every time I go there, some old person behind the desk just talking shit. Oh, sorry, sorry, I don't mean to be rude, like, you know what I mean? But, yeah, every time I go there, it's just some old person just moving slow, like, you know what I mean? And I'm always in a rush, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've got to do my thing, got my missus, do my head in, talking about, like, get them food for the babies and all them ones there, you know what I mean? So, yeah. The man on the street. It could be a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that, was a, that was a bit of a finish, wasn't it, Jeff? Uh, the theme seemed to be lots of room for improvement uh, on our bank branches. Uh, changing the hours of support seems to be key, uh, and this clearly is an opportunity for the likes of Metrobank to differentiate themselves. Exactly. And, and I can see that everything is about customer services. So the question I have is, do you have call centres? Where are they based? And is it a big call centre, small? Are you trying to service more from the branch rather than the call centres? What's your 
We uh, we service where customers want to be serviced. So you know we have the the, the best in digital, the best in uh, Amaze Direct, which is what we call our uh, our contact center. Uh, they're dotted around. One of them is over there behind you. Uh, is that is that why uh, the word amazing is there? Is that part of the Amaze Direct thing? Is that, uh, that why we have that? Well, ama- amazing is our cultural framework. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so uh, okay. that 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 runs through the through the whole business, um, uh, not just our uh, our contact centers. Uh, one of the things that gives Metro any, a real genuine advantage is the stuff we have under the bonnet for colleagues. So we, you know, we're, we're one of the um, uh, places that Microsoft uses all of its latest releases. So we have, you know, Microsoft Dynamics CRM, single customer view, a really impressive operational data store. So, you know, I, I know I know lots of stuff about you as a customer when you call in, and that allows me to give you, uh, you know, not only great service but really quick service as well, um, because I have a much clearer understanding of what's going on with your account, the behaviours, what you've been doing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I'm going through your thing. Why is make every wrong right? Isn't isn't that pretty much a, a it sounds like you're going to church there? Uh, well, I think um, when you look at the tortuous history of retail banking, I think there's uh, one of the things that banks are never very good at is saying sorry when they do really? get things wrong. Yeah. I've, I've never known a bank saying no, sorry. No, exactly. Well, you know, we are not sitting here saying we never make any mistakes, but when we do, we believe in putting it right, and that's what the end's for. I, I have to admit, I do bank with Metro, but... How, how do you keep your staff so happy? I've never been in, in a bank where the staff are always so smiley. Yeah, our culture uh, is is is, is our most important <laughs> thing. Culture and drugs together. Yeah, no, exactly. No, uh, it's mainly it's mainly culture. Um, uh, um, we actually, we, it's a real. The, the secret to measure is it's a very one team approach. So it's very non hierarchical, which actually makes a big difference compared to the big banks. So uh, I can walk around the floor. I'm a member of the exec uh, team here. I talk to customers. I talk to people in the contact center. I'll talk to people in stores. We're all part of uh, one team, and it's great actually. So people feel like they, you know, I get I get called from the contact center saying. You know, Paul, this isn't working. You need to sort this out from the most junior member of the of the team, and I love that because that's yeah. how it should be. Uh, so there's a sense in that we're all in it together, uh, without wanting to uh, quote Mr. Cameron. Um, that and I and I really feel like you know there's a sense in which uh, everybody loves that because it feels like we're in it. And there's a, there's a tremendous sense of mission when you you know when you've got these kind of we think we've got a very bad sector. Uh, we think the big banks are letting people down. We think they're letting SMEs down. There's actually a sense of mission that you know we're doing something that matters, and I think that's what binds a lot of us together. Is it true that there is a conga when a new member of staff joins? Yes. Could you talk us through this? Yes, you'll go through two two-day uh, course called Visions, which is around understanding the DNA of the bank and what what makes us special. And at the end of that, all the new joiners uh, get dressed up and do a conga around the office. Everyone stands up and cheers them as they go around. It's an initiation uh, ceremony, you might say. It has to be seen to be believed. You know what's going to happen? You're going to get a job application. <laughs> I think I could try that out. There's a feather bow with your name on it. <laughs> you do have to wear clothes. <laughs> Naked banker talks. How does financial inclusion fit within the Metro brand? So financial inclusion is really important to us. So, uh, you know, one of the core tenets of Metro is we, we in a sense, uh, don't mind who you are as a customer. You know, a lot of, a lot of banks try to optimise to, you know, deal with exceptionally wealthy people or people that are going to give you their primary bank account. All customers are equal uh, for us. And financial inclusion means that we have to be really sensible and thoughtful about, um, you know, when we're um, opening products for people, are they suitable? Is it appropriate? Um, But also, you know, financial inclusion tends to mean around being around to talk about finances, being there to, um, when someone has a problem, uh, work through with them. And that's particularly important for vulnerable customers. 
Um, and they are the customers that you know that will walk in at you know at ten to eight on a Monday night, and actually they've got a problem and they they need to sit down with someone. So for us, it's a really important piece. And you tend to find if you stick with customers during those tough times, they're very loyal to you over the over the long term. And uh, you know we uh, we're very passionate about supporting vulnerable customers. It's worth saying as well that you know the UK is going through a very tough period. There are a number of people that are only just about managing. You know, there's, there's around about five million people that. Uh, are financially extremely stretched and banks have a social duty to make sure that they look after those people don't get them into further debt you know are there trends that you can discuss now for things that you're seeing happening on the ground right now um, I think we're seeing um, we're seeing a, a, a slight structural change in the economy. So there are more SMEs than big companies. You know, we're seeing a, a real, particularly in London and the southeast, we're seeing uh, SMEs as, a, a, as entities becoming much more prevalent. Um, a lot of people are quitting their jobs and starting up their own, you know, their own uh, their own companies, and that's that's a real trend. Um, we are seeing um, uh, a real demand for people that come from uh, internationally for banking solutions. Maybe they have a thin file or no credit record, and how do we how do we uh, look after those customers as well? Um, there's also um, pressure points clearly in young people. So I'd say sort of 28 and under uh, to be able to manage their money. How do I get on the how do I get on the housing ladder and all that kind of stuff? Generationally, I think they're in a, a really tough spot uh, and require a bank that's going to sort of help them help them through that. They're probably the major trends I'd see at the moment. Right. I think you know big businesses and medium-sized businesses are, particularly with an international dimension, are now starting to get worried about Brexit, um, and uh, and clearly they need help uh, on that as well. Um, but yeah, they're the kind of major trends we're seeing at the moment. We we'll probably have to beep over the B word there. <laughs> the swearing stays in. Yeah, Brexit goes your audience out. listeners will just drop <laughs> off at that point. Exactly, <laughs> Brexit always goes out. I, I listened to an advert um, the other day, which actually made me laugh. It was a NatWest advert. And basically, it was talking about Nat, NatWest mortgages. And it basically said, you know, get a mortgage with us because we can now give you a mortgage that's paper-free. You don't need to print anything. <laughs> and it was a big selling point kind of thinking. And I'm thinking, as an end customer, would I say, I'm going to get a mortgage from NatWest because I don't have to print anything? I'm thinking they totally missed the mark because I feel like it's something that's uh, expected rather than I'm going to select NatWest. Not a USP, is it? No, but it was a major selling point wow. for NatWest mortgages are now paper-free. Yeah. And, and I was Take thinking, our mortgage, it's less costly for us. Yeah. 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 No, mean, yeah, I agree. Better like, for the environment. It's a better user experience, I get that, but not I'm going to choose them to get my mortgage because I don't have to print some papers off. Yeah. It? No, I, I just think it. it's totally missing the mark. We took the view that uh, you know, so for our mortgages, we uh, we allow you to pay twenty percent off a year, not not ten. Uh, we t- we took the view that that was a more sort of practical um, helping hand than than than, uh, than than things like that. But yeah, <laughs> I take your point. But you know, this is uh, it's, it's, it, what it shows you is how insulated the big banks are. You know, they, they they're very they're not very close to customers because they never talk to them. In the big banks, you never actually talk to a customer if you're in a product team. <laughs> I mean, that would just be insane. Um, so, uh, you know, they, 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 they don't really understand what resonates because they don't talk to them. You know? I actually think what would be more impressive is if, we, if they said, if you apply for a mortgage, we won't ask you for paper statements because we know that your bank probably doesn't give you paper statements. Because I applied for a mortgage and they said, we need the original paper statements. And I said, I don't have them because you've told me to go online. And they're like, oh, well, you need to get them validated. I'm, I'm thinking, right. but, this is but we actually own. bank with you anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's your bank. Hopefully in the future, open banking data will mean all that. that that's not necessary. They can just pull it themselves. Tell us, what's the funniest experience you've heard from a, a customer? Oh, you are putting me on the, uh, on the <laughs> spot. I think the funniest anecdote, I'm going back to the horse. Uh, so we have standard size uh, po- uh, pooper scoopers in store mm. uh, for dogs. 
the horse came in uh, and did what a horse uh, did. And uh, as far as I know, uh, hearing the anecdote, we were in crisis stations with the uh, the pooper scoop. It was a, it was a, it was <laughs> needed a, more than one. It, we needed more than one pooper scoop to get to, to clear up the uh, the store, but uh, you know it was worth it. Well, on, on, a, on a similar note, what, what's the weirdest thing anyone's put in a safe deposit box? Well, of course we don't know. We, we, you know, Correct. We don't, yeah, we don't, Good uh, answer. We don't, uh, we don't snoop, but uh, they're very popular. That's why you bank with Metro. Yeah. That's why I bank with Metro. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want to see my safety <laughs> And it certainly wouldn't have a pooper scoop in it, I tell you. Out of curiosity, <laughs> do, do you have a store in Barking? No, but it feels like we ought to. <laughs> Brilliant. I think that's and a wrap. Thank you very much. So, folks, if you like this uh, podcast, please do go into iTunes, um, follow it on the thingamajiggy and uh thingamajiggy yeah give it give it a good android give it a good rating could you please lie for us and pretend it's good and also do keep sending us your questions we look forward to seeing you in the next podcast